with your oil tonight. Lord, I do not have any grace or strength of myself even to administer anything, but you are the one that makes us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. We ask, Father, that you help us to minister spirit tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, supply your spirit tonight upon you, that spirit may be delivered to your people. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, I welcome everyone this evening. Good evening, everyone. Hope we are doing fine. Just uh, take a moment to say hi to, to thy neighbor. Neighbor and neighbors. Neighbors and neighboresses. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So I welcome everyone here. Thank God for for tonight. So we are all welcome. I hope we're happy to see each other's faces. Yes, sir. Good. I'd like to see our faces all vibrant and radiant and looking beautiful. It's good to see each and every one of us here again. Amen. Amen. So just uh, I guess uh, I will welcome us right. So. Welcome uh, us. Okay, so right to left today. Okay, so left, right, right, left. Okay, today. So I'd like to first of all just appreciate my lovely wife. Thank you. Thank you for, for helping us. God bless you deeply. Amen. And the Lord uh, add more oil Amen. to you. In Jesus' name. The Lord's Spirit will increase upon you and uh, will, will anoint you more Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, welcome, Kelvin. Thank you. Our, our St. Anne family. <laughs> you know, St. Anne has another community. There's a it will go to sometimes feel more like our community now. It will go there, just, just feel we feel at home. So sometimes it's another neighborhood, just you no know, clock there. Mm-hmm. You just wish you can, you can be getting, you can be dropping there every day. You know, just, that's just the only thing. Amen. So welcome and uh, thank you for helping us in prayer and in and in peace. We increase grace upon you, more grace, much more grace in abundance. Yeah. The only thing now is like it's like even they have this year cut that you have. It's like they have some kind of oil. It's like, the only, the only, it's, like it's like no, no reverend, Jeff, that has almost the same style. You know, 
So just so sad. I feel so sad. I can't cut that hair because <laughs> because it don't fit me. If I cut it, maybe I will even give it a try. You never know. Maybe I actually fit to continue. I'll try. I'll try. So there's just it's like there's an oil in that hairstyle. So the Lord, the Lord bless you greatly and increase you more anointing, more spirit in Jesus' name. And uh, thank you, Auntie Dono. <laughs> Auntie Dono, thank you. <laughs> thank you for supporting Kevin. Thank you for all that you do to support him and to support us as well. The Lord bless you greatly. The Lord increase you. And um, more spirit, more increase in life in Jesus' name. And uh, Welcome, Joy. Joy, joy, joy. You are welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you. Each time I see, I just see the, the, the what's that word? The, the tenacity with which you pursue the Lord. And uh, it's, a, it's a great thing to have. It's, uh, we thank God for you. We thank Amen. God that you really, really, really want to please the Lord and Amen. want to grow in Him. So um, keep up, continue growing, continue loving the Lord. The Lord will increase you and uh, add to you spiritually in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, I'd like to welcome Karen. Which is <laughs> see, that shout is a shout of joy. We are so happy to see you. Yeah. It's been a while, but thank God that uh, you are here. You are able to worship with us physically. I know what time you usually listen online, but um, it's good to see you. It's good to see you personally and see your face. And, uh, I trust you are doing good and you are doing great. And I uh, pray that the Lord will continue to increase you as well. And, uh, and bless you. Amen. We are so, so happy to see you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us are ready tonight and we are happy to be here? Amen. Amen. I like that. I like this uh, early something. It's very nice. So it's, good to, it's nice that we are able to start early. You know, if not, we'll be doing this in the next 30 minutes. But we thank God that we're able to start early and we can see the brightness of the sun, you know. I like summer. It's just everything is bright. There's no, no ah, that's winter. By now everything will be dark and gloomy. And ah. but we thank God that summer is here and we enjoy summer. Amen. Amen. All right. Can we go to the book of Matthew, chapter, chapter seven? Mm. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I think we'll go to chapter 5, actually. Amen. Uh, okay. Amen.
right. Uh, first of all, I want to read. Okay, let's read verse. Let's read chapter seven, verse seven. Uh, verse thirteen, actually. And these are the areas we'll be reading. Seven thirteen. Um, we'll see where we go from there. So for Matthew chapter seven verse thirteen says, "Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it." Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I said, uh, <clears throat> talking concerning things of the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And uh, we'll be looking at that area more closely. And um, I believe the Lord is still wanting us to still talk in that area. I don't know. I just, I just feel this kingdom, there's, there's a lot to talk when it comes to the kingdom of God. Uh, and the truth of the matter is that we have actually not started talking a lot about it. We're still, we're still just talking small, 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 small. Well, I mean, we have started talking, I guess it's just a lot to talk about it. Um, we've been talking about understanding the kingdom and then our spiritual growth, right? Mm-hmm. And why it's important as part of our growth to understand what the kingdom of God is. Amen. Amen. Um, and part of you might be wondering why are we just talking about the same thing over and over, reading the same scripture over and over, right? But it's, it's okay to do that. So sometimes I, I, I think it was, it was Pastor Jeff that was saying last week or so. so sometimes when you are reading, you might, you might be wondering why we're always reading from particular, you know, let's read other areas, you know. Temptation to just let's know that we know Bible. I guess we just stay, <laughs> we stay with the keys that we are given because when we when we are staying on scripture like that, it's actually it's actually a key, and they want us to understand. So by the time we finish talking about this thing, it's not just this scripture you will know. It's just that this scripture is a key to those things that we are talking about, right? And there are many other things we can look at in scripture that talks about kingdom, right? Just that the Lord is using this key to emphasize things concerning the kingdom and spiritual development altogether. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before I continue, I would like to, to first of all ask, you know, from the teachings that we've been teaching you, is there any question, you know, that you'll be do you have any questions so far? Or do we understand what we've been saying? Amen. Is there no question? So we're good? All right, so we understand. Okay. All right. 
So, I guess I have a question. I should ask my question. Should I, should I not, should I, should I not, should I? Okay, we'll see. And as I say, should I ask a question now? Maybe people are like, yeah. Please, please don't ask questions. So, I'm not asking a jam question. I'm just asking. <clears throat> I just want to see you know, where we are at with these things. Uh, okay, I think I'll, <clears throat> I'll just flow as as we see but uh, okay all right Saturday is different in a way but we're still talking the same line all right amen so I'll ask again I know I've asked this question before so uh, we have the mic have you so I have a question and the question I have is like the person I'm going to, that's what um, it's like the person that is laughing is the one that will answer this question. So you've laughed, you've laughed. So Joy, I want you to to help me a little bit. <laughs> so why is it important to understand the kingdom of God? Um, just from the front back of my head I guess <laughs> it's important to so I want to apply to why is it important to know the kingdom to learn the kingdom is yeah, to understand the kingdom of to God. understand the kingdom <clears throat> I think it's important to understand the kingdom because it's our life if you don't understand it wow wow what is the word but equal to dead people like we're just living on the earth. I mean, doing. We're dead. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like we're not alive. Like, yeah. and like we, we as believers, even though like, um, we, we claim to. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. So um, calm down. Okay. So okay, just calm down. Okay. Yes. It's not it's not rocket science. Just flow from within you from your understanding. Calm down, okay? Just just calm down. Okay. So <clears throat> I just think that like um I guess that's that's kind of what I wanted to say, Sha. Like it's important for believers to understand the kingdom of God so that they know that like um, I guess so that they can know about their profession. Okay. Like, so that they will not just live their life like just doing what everyone else is doing, but they will actually know that like this is a real thing, like this is a natural life that they should be pursuing. Um, with all of their hearts um, and we're not just believing like dead people but like we're believing um, with, we're believing in the kingdom and with the 
principles of the kingdom. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you. You have, have tried. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Does anybody have a, is anybody inspired to say something? We're not inspired yet? Okay. All right. No problem. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. You've 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 helped us. Um you've tried. Amen. So so read uh, chapter seven, right, earlier, and then thirteen. And this enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go there at. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few be that find it. Amen. You know, when we read this scripture, there, there are things that, that first of all come to mind, right? So enter ye in at the straight gate, right? And straight gate means narrow gate, right? Enter ye in at the narrow gate. So if they are saying enter ye in at the narrow gate, it means that there's a real gate, right? And Jesus is saying, is a word, is a word that Jesus gave. Right to talk about something that is real. Right, the kingdom of God is real, and there are there are things about the kingdom, like the gate. Right, it's telling us that the kingdom does have a gate. The kingdom does have an entrance. There are properties or there are things concerning the entrance into the kingdom that we must know. And Jesus started telling us that the entrance to the kingdom is narrow because of the nature of the entrance. So they are telling us the nature of the entrance that it is narrow. Not many go there or not many find it. Right? Because it's not everybody that's looking for it, right? I know that's, that's also part of what we're talking about on, on Saturday, towards the end, right? So it's not many that find the door to the kingdom. And you'd be wondering, what does that mean, right? I know, you know, okay, this thing that we're doing, right, we're just talking, teaching Bible. It's good to sit down and teach the Bible, understand it. The truth of the matter is that nobody understands the Bible by just preaching. You understand? Because of the nature of which of how the word is coming. Right? When we are preaching, many things can happen. You can be lifted, you can be there's you know, some things, you can understand some things. Most, especially, mostly about our life and about God, you can. So, for example, when you are being preached to, right, you can have a sense of, oh, God is good, or, hmm, yes, so I can do this in the Lord Jesus. Oh, God is powerful, God can do this, right? 
But when it comes to building believers, Bible must be taught. We must, we must spend time learning scripture. And believers too must have the posture of learning Bible. We must learn Bible. So, and as we are just using Bible to pull thoughts, pull understanding concerning things, regarding things concerning the kingdom, it becomes Bible is will get more alive, more real, right? So by the time you finish listening to a teaching, the Bible should be more read than it was before. Right? Because the thoughts are lifting from Scripture to, to give understanding. Right? Concerning things. Amen. And there are things concerning Bible that we must know. There are things concerning Scripture. Right? So, in teaching this, we should be ready to we should, be, we should be ready to open our heart to receive the word as we talk about. Now, I don't, know what, I don't know what the Lord wants us to talk about today. I shall know it's shall about the kingdom. And we are going to get there. And how we are going to get there is that we are going to read the Bible. Yes, sir. Abby? We are going to read the Bible. <clears throat> so, we also have to be patient, right? So, let's just, let's journey together. Yes, sir. And as we are journeying together, I have it in mind to close early too. So, and I've been praying to God that God will give me grace to be, to be fast enough to be able to quickly say it and go. Right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we read that um, in verse 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in. There at because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Few there be that find it. Now, notice that this gate and the other one that is narrow, sorry, that is wide, there is the manner of entrance that is different for both of them. Notice that when they are talking about wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Of course, we know that that, that one, we've been talking about the kingdom one, but this one too, that is wide, we should talk about it too so we understand. So there's a way they, they talked about that one, that there's a way Jesus put it. He says that many there be which go in their heart. So it means that if there are many, if there are many that go in into the gate, it means that they've already found it, right? They they were able to see it and they go in. But when Jesus was not talking about the gate of the kingdom that is straight or narrow, that says few are they that find it. So it's not this kingdom thing, not many people find it compared to the gate of hell that people naturally, they don't need to, it's wide, it's big. It's not difficult to find. 
is wide. It's like, for example, you have a big gate. If you are far away, you can easily see it. You don't need to, don't need to look for it. By default, it is visible. It's natural. Is and that's the gate of hell. It means that things tied to this gate, they are, they are the easiest thing to see, easiest thing to do, easiest things to know. Right? Like when it comes to the, the worldly life, the life of this world, Lord Jesus, help me tonight. Master Feni Mahal Masparina. Oh, Father, Heavenly Father, we pray that you baptize our mind Amen. into understanding Amen. this night. Father, we pray concerning our mind tonight that it will align with scripture. It will zoom in on the word for understanding. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, we pray that you will open up our heart to receive your word. Help us. Help. Let oil be supplied. Father, we pray that if we find it difficult, wherever we are finding it difficult, to connect in thought and to connect in heart with word. That you make it easy. Amen. That you pour your oil. Amen. Sanctify our mind. Amen. Anoint our mind. Amen. To see Amen. your word. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. So we see that the 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 nature right of of the, the gate of hell is that it's not difficult to, to move into. It's not difficult to find. It's wide. It's big. So therefore, you don't need to do too much to find the gate of hell, which we don't even know is the gate of hell. We don't know. This, this gate, it accepts people at lots of people at once. It's the, it's the normal life. So the thing concerning this gate is that, like I said, this gate, of course, is the gate of a kingdom, right? And it's tied to the life and culture of the kingdom. So this thing, we are, many believers are, let me put it this way, both believers and unbelievers, many of us are still in that broad, yeah, we relate with that broad gate naturally. That one we, we relate with it easy. We, we flow in it. We we think in it. We eat in it. We, we we use all our life to to go after that. It's normal. It's easy. It's not difficult. What am I trying to bring out from here is that the life in this world is not difficult to align with. It's easy. Very easy. You don't need you don't need anybody to tell you 
you need money before you start looking for money. Right? By nature, your rent, your bills would naturally tell you, go get some money. Abby? And we all know that, know that money is Money is not is not God's is not God's thing. God gives it to you understand. Because mm-hmm. he knows that you and I need it. But really, mon- money is what we call mammon, right? Money is Satan's design. It's Satan's design. It's, it's the wisdom of Caesar. So give unto Caesar what is unto Caesar. Give unto God what is unto God, right? So there is what belongs to Caesar. Money belongs to Caesar. Taxes belongs to Caesar. But there is what doesn't belong to Caesar. It's called worship. It's your worship. And what do you worship? It's what you serve. Whatever you serve is what you worship. And how do you know what you serve? That it is you easily give yourself to. Simple. Easily. Just, mm-hmm. We are serving it. Some of us is our career that we serve. Some of us is our uh, is money that we serve. Some of us it is fame, name. That. But we can all see what the world demands for generally, right? The world demands for worship. That's what the world demands for by default is worship. Satan wants to tie your worship to things that doesn't have to do with God. That's what Satan wants to do. Say, give yourself, sell yourself. Use your energy with all your mind. Sow yourself into the world. Don't sow yourself into the spirit. Amen. Because he knows that the moment you begin to sow yourself into the spirit, you will grow. Whatever you sow grows. So, when you sow, you will reap. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Say, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sow, that he will reap. Right? That, that word does not only apply in do good so that good will come to you. Right? You know, what you sow, you reap. Right? If you do good, kingdom, oh, kingdom, kingdom waiting for you. If you do bad, no more kingdom. <laughs> no more kingdom. <laughs> no more kingdom waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. So, we, we just in doing good and not doing bad. That's it about the kingdom. But it's much more than that. Right? Mm-hmm. So, it's not just about doing good. So, which some other religion turn to karma and other teaching. All those karma teaching. You know, karma is not that's not that's not biblical. Right? Oh, have good karma. Why? Just go and do good, then good karma will come. 
If you do bad, bad karma. No, it's not, there's nothing like karma. It's Satan. Satan stole Christian doctrine and then turned it into something else. That's where karma came. You notice most of, if you, and if, if we're not too discerning, you notice that almost every religion that you see in the world today that is not Christianity, they borrowed something from <laughs> They always borrow something from Christianity. They always, oh, there's always something about it. Some of them will probably tell you, "Oh, be good." You know, no, for example, all this, there's this new uh, Western religion that is flowing everywhere now. What was, was that one? This meditation. Yeah. And what else is this? They do one like this. Um, meditation, your um, um, meditation. They call it yoga, but it's mainly meditation. But it's, I think there's another name. I'm not too sure. But it's, they meditate in that thing. But there's positive thinking. There's all those, all those ones. They stole it from Christianity. It's, it's Buddha. Buddha is the one that meditates all the time. Buddhism. So they do. So we are Buddhists. That they meditate. And when they meditate, they call it cultivation. When they want to cultivate, they, they have all kinds of things, all kinds of... If you want to know about it, there's a place you can go, but I won't tell you. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I tell you, that is addictive. But I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you if you find it glory, but I'm not going to tell you. So, But there's, a, there's, there's all kinds of things. All these teachers, they have all kinds of things. So they always steal something, they always take something. And there's a reason why they're doing that. Well, why Satan does that, right? Is to discredit Christianity in a way. Right? It's mainly to discredit Christianity or Christians. Why? To make it not unique, nothing special about it. It's just about doing good, right? All right, this one too teaches about doing good. So you now realize that if it's just about doing good that Christianity is all about, then you don't, you don't need Christianity. It's more than that. So it's not just about doing good. It's not just about trying to please somebody. Right? Sometimes the way we approach Christianity is that we are trying to please somebody. We are trying to please God. But no. Everything that God is doing is not for himself. It's for you and me. It's for you and me. Right? All the commandments, all the laws, all those things. When he was giving Israel all the laws, it was not because God wants to feel God wants to feel like God. He's already God. Right? So he needed somebody to make God feel like God. So when Israel serve, obey God. If they have done something right, so you think that that is enough to to God. God can take that. Ah, you know, there's a sense that if we have done this, that God is is happy with us. <laughs> or we've made God happy. Yes, right. But you know, I realize that there are other things that make God happy. Things like faith, right? Without and they, tell, they are telling us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when it comes to pleasing God, you now realize that it's not the things that you assume. It is what pleases God. That's not what pleases God. 
to find what pleases God, you need to first of all move into the Bible and begin to see what pleases God. First, faith, hope, charity. Right? Those, those are things that, that can please God. So faith. Let's start, let's just start with faith, right? So I'm gonna say faith, I'm talking about faith towards God. They're saying that now just look at that. So you just think is about okay, go and do this. Like the law will say, you should not have any other God, you should not convert, you should not steal, you should not commit fornication, commit adultery, all those things. Which, I mean, of course, we're not saying they are wrong, right? Because they were formed after righteousness as well. But you now realize that if, if you look at the nature of things, and that thing is hard, you know, do you know how long it took us that when we are reading Bible, I will now realize that this thing, as it is said, that's actually what it means. It's nothing else. It's just exactly what it means. Now, before we get there, we have, we have thought about many, 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 many things. We have assumed many, many things that it would mean. You know that Jesus is just saying, this thing is exactly what I'm saying and nothing different. So when they are saying that without faith, it is impossible to please God, they are, trying to, they, are, they are telling us what pleases God, that it is faith that pleases God, right? So what pleases God is, okay, fine. What, what is the nature of faith? Meaning, okay, you have to believe without seeing. You have to hope. You have to, you have, to have the evidence, substance of things you hope for, right? Is a, faith is, is, a, is a way of interacting with the unseen, Right? The moment you remove faith, you have to move into what is seen, what is natural, what is logical. But the moment you introduce faith, it takes you a step further. Right? I just say a step, but it's more than a step. Right? It takes you further. You now realize that that thing takes you away from the natural. It takes you away from the natural. It, faith makes you supernatural. Do you understand? So, so they are not telling us that these are the kind of things that pleases God. Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to. So they are saying that, okay, I want to please God. How do I please him? I should have faith. So you, have, you mean that if I have faith right now, I please God? Yes, you do. Right? But before... When you are thinking about pleasing God, the things you first think about is go and let me read my Bible. Right? Ah, Lord, I've not read my, I've not read my Bible today. Oh, God. Ah, sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord Jesus. Wait, do you think God wants you to read the Bible because he wants, it's him that he needs it? <laughs> you know, God will help us. You know, Sometimes there's a way things sit in our heart that God needs to remove. Those some certain things that yes, <laughs> our heart just needs to be cleansed. <laughs> there's some things, religious things, that has been woven with our nature. We can't blame us. That's why we read the Bible and teach the Bible so that they can be explained. Yes, when, you, when you are thinking about your relationship with God, right? the way you think about it first, sometimes can be by a religious sense. Okay, why do you love God? Why do you want to please God? 
Why are you serving God? Okay, there must be something about God, right, that draws you. Right? There must be something about God that draws you. If there's nothing about God that draws you, desire that something about God will draw you. Right? He says, no man cometh to God except God draws them. Meaning that one thing, if there's something you should pray about, is God draw me. God draw me to you. I want to. If, if, let's say, you are, you are trying, you are reading your Bible, but, but you know that somehow some things are just not connecting here. But you are still trying your best. Things are dry. Right? Pray. Just pray to God. God, draw me. Like the song we sing. Draw me. Draw me, Lord. Now come running after you. That's the psalmist that sang the song, actually. It was a psalmist. Right? David sang that song. Say, draw me. Then you have, you have certain you have certain things. Ah, that psalm, that psalm is the is is that it's like it's like the psalm is the word of is the word of the soul. Just sitting, just sitting. That David, David, even though David did not, David, David did not was not in our day to know about salvation of the soul, but David knew things about the soul. When you begin, when you read, when you start reading psalms, and you have sight, you now realize that this the psalm is the the psalms are is, 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 is like the word of God inside the realm of the soul. Just say now, now hear things like, as the deer panted after the water, so my soul longeth after you, right? As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. We sing that song, we just sing it and pass. Sometimes I feel emotion and forget about the song. Right? But those things mean something. You want, you want the things of God to be real to you. Pay attention to the words. So you are singing, as the deer. Okay, first of all, you don't know how the deer pants for water. Go and look for how does the deer pant for water? Okay. How does it? How does it? It's okay if you don't know, when you start singing it, it sounds good. But after that, just quickly check out what the deer part for water. It can, by that insight, it can draw you into how your soul should pant after God. Amen. Now, these things I'm saying is, I'm, I believe the Lord is giving grace in a way to bring our soul from dryness, whatever I dry to dryness, religion, to begin to deal with the real thing. See, Christianity won't be sweet until you've touched the real thing. Hmm? Amen. Amen. We thank God. God is also, God is merciful. See, the, the beauty of Christianity yeah, is the experience. If you if you are not experiencing God, ah, Christianity will be boring. It will be dry. It will be sad. Yes. And that's probably where most of us were when we were younger. You know, I remember those, those times I was struggling. I would read my Bible, not dry. What was I lacking? Spirit. Do 
Did I have the Spirit of God? Yes. Why? Because when I, at least when I carry it, I read it, I know that there's something there, just that it's just dry. You understand? It's just, it's just dry. But there's something there. There's something about the Word. There's something about God. There's something about the Scripture. But when I read this thing, it's just boring. So I just, I just strive. I struggle. I'll, I'll read my Bible. Sometimes I don't even feel like reading it. I'll focus on my life. I'll do my things. Then one day I'll just figure, let me, let me read my Bible. It's like I've not read my Bible in 10 days. So let me read it. Let me read it. So that God will not be angry. It's not God that made you to read your Bible so that he can feel good about himself. No. Everything that God is asking you to do is for your own good. It's not for his good. He's already good. He's already good. There's no, there's no, he doesn't need you to do anything so that he will feel good. Now, this thing seems like it seems simple, but if you check it, that's, that's, a, that's a serious struggle with many Christians, right? Whereby the way they approach Christianity, the way they approach God is selfish in a way. How? They talk to God about their needs. They talk to God about what they want, which is okay. Right? But you now realize that when that comes to giving things to God, that's what they, if, if you want something, you realize that you pray, ah, God, God. <laughs> but okay, yeah, give unto God what is unto God. Problem. Let me just spend Small time with God, problem. But you can spend time in the world. You can spend time. Right? Even when you feel you have free time, you can also, ah, I have free time. I can use it to do something. And, you know, I can use it to do something. Let me do something with my life. Free time, you know. But, oh yeah, give up, up to God. What is unto God? Problem. Why? Because the gates of this world. It's broad. It's easy. You don't need to look for it. It's already there waiting for you. So when it comes to the things of God, it's not God does not need you to read your Bible so that he can be happy. God is not asking you to pray so that he can be happy. No. It's for your own good. Right? It's for your own good and my own good. It's because the Lord wants some... God wants us to reap. Right? To reap good things. That is why he will say, okay, read your Bible, pray, serve me, come after me, love me. Me, I already love you. You love me. You know, I'm a lover. I'm calling you. Can you please love me? I want to love me. I've already, I've loved you with an everlasting love. But you, can you just try and love me small? Just small. If you love me small, it can be increased. Right? So, everything that God is asking us to do is not for himself. It's for us. Right? So, there are things that we need to awaken. I think I was talking about you know, being drawn to God. So, relationship with Christianity is, is not boring if you have spirit. It's not boring. Christianity is sweet. That's why God didn't, God did not, Jesus did not go without giving the spirit. He had to. 
if they remove Holy Ghost from everything Christianity, forget it. Just forget it. How? Check wherever Holy Ghost has been removed. Wherever spirit has been removed in souls of men. All you have is just a, what's it called? Religion. Organization. We we no longer have spiritual. Is it? We no longer have spirit. We have, should I call it spiritual organization? (laughs) It's not even spiritual. (laughs) But just give us a sense that it's related to spirituality. So I say spiritual organization. No, we have we have spiritual organizations now. Sometimes, no, I don't like talking like this because it's still it's still us I'm talking about, in the sense that you know that even we have ah, I cannot say this thing in a nice way. I'm learning to say things in nice ways now. So no, this one, this one, that's, no, I'm waiting for God to help me so I can say it in a very nice way, but still pass the message, you know, in the sense that, see this, this thing about Christianity shouldn't be anything organization, it should be spirit. Christianity or church shouldn't be like the world. It shouldn't be like somebody Right, having an organization that wants to make money and is then is employing employees and telling you, you work for me five hours, ten hours, get your money. Okay, these are the rules and laws of church. Should never have that kind of smell. Does that mean you won't be organized in church? No. Does that mean there won't be order? No, there will be order. Right, but you will see there will be flow of spirit. In everything that, if anything that will be done, will be done by the by oil, by grace, and everything being done, you realize that it is tied to the growth of men, to grow men, to grow their soul, right? So, this Christianity is is spirit, 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 and spirit, and spirit, and more spirit, and more spirit, and more spirit. You must have spirit, abundant spirit, when it comes to Christianity. Christianity is sweet, though. It's sweet. Sound. As the deer panted, there's a way, there's a way my soul should pant after God. If it's not panting, something is missing. Lord, draw me and I'll come running after you. It means that it's clear that if God does not draw his soul, that soul can't come to God. Right? So, therefore, you should pray. And when you pray that God should draw you, you realize that one of the things that God will give to you is his spirit. It's the spirit of God that can draw. Uh, I, th- I think it's like Saturday continuation in a way. I think, is that what I was talking about on Saturday? Things close. It's just spirit. Spirit and spirit and spirit and spirit and spirit and spirit and spirit. Anybody that has not enjoyed enough spirit, not that they can't see the kingdom, but it it might be difficult to be. It will be difficult. Even when they are seeing kingdom, they can't. They won't be able to discern it. 
They won't. Thank you, Jesus. Shut up. Yes. Father, we pray for spirit. Supply of your spirit. More of your spirit. Oil upon soul. Upon our soul to begin to see kingdom life, kingdom things. Kingdom blessings. Amen. Amen. The word of the Spirit should be real to you and me. Should be real. Should be real. Mm. I'm trying to get my thoughts back now concerning the why I was talking about. Ah, the something I was talking about regarding Christianity. That moved me to faith, right? Talking about things that please God, right? I was talking about things that please God. They are not necessarily what we design. Is exactly what Scripture says that pleases. Everything that the Scripture says that pleases God is what pleases God. But do we do we search the Scripture to find those things? We search the scripture to see those things. But it's there. It's there. The things you can do to please God is in the scripture, which can be revealed to you by the Spirit. By the Spirit. If, if as I'm saying this thing, I know part of what will be flowing is that, ah, I want to go and find this Bible. Oh, please God, do. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. I'm not saying you should not, because now you can go and start looking for, okay, what are the things that please God? It's okay. But there is something you need to go alongside with you. As you are going, mm-hmm, thank you, and that spirit. Meaning that, see, there's a, there's a framing you must have as a child of God. It is first spirit, then, then everything else. Okay, I want to read my Bible. Right? You can read your Bible. But while you're reading, pay attention to your spirit. And I mentioned on Saturday that you want to contact the Holy Ghost, contact your spirit. You want the Holy Spirit, pay attention to your spirit. Your spirit, that's the key to the Holy Ghost. Your spirit is the key because your spirit is the candle of the Lord. is the candle of the Lord. That is where Holy Ghost is residing. That is where Holy Ghost is staying. It's inside your spirit. So if you want to connect the Holy Ghost, move into your spirit. Live from there. So, from your spirit, read your Bible. When you are reading the Bible from your spirit, what you need to do to please the Lord, the Lord can reveal to you as you are reading your Bible. And because I, I, I know the way you are, the way we normally think is that things that please God, okay. What where did they say please God, please God? Okay. Okay, without responsibility, please God. Okay, found that. Where where else? Where else do they say please God? So you are looking for if you jump three times, you will please God. 
if you climb the mountain or if you fast three days and three nights, you will please God. If you carry our natural mind to go and look for what to do to please God, that's what the kind of things we'll be looking for. Right? But, like, and you know this thing I'm saying, just an example to give us a sense, right? Because <laughs> I know sometimes when we talk like this, sometimes we'll be like, hey, what do they mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> so, so this, this, these things, they are, it's like, spirit, it's like spiritual play of words. To just explain, to give an insight, to explain something, a sense, in, just to explain a sense, right? So I'm just trying to explain that sense that we'll try and just go and read and go and find something. You will, and the thing that you will find something, you go and do it. But the question is that we won't know whether it will please God or not. Because we won't know whether you do it by the Spirit. Of, but of course, it's as simple as without faith, is it possible to please God? Okay, now, how do you use faith? Can you go and plan how to use faith? You now realize that to, to use faith is something that is that it has something that has to be within your spirit. <clears throat> I guess that's a better way to explain what I'm trying to say. Right? Instead of, okay, I've read without faith, is it possible to please God? Okay. I faith everything now. Car, come. House, come. And that's not the thing that will look. There's nothing wrong if you use faith, but use it by the Spirit, from within your spirit. From within your spirit. If you realize that when you, are, you want to use faith, right, there has to be faith inside you. Right? When, when you have faith about that, that, that faith you are having is tied to something residing inside of you. Sometimes it could be a word. Sometimes it could be deposit of spirit. Right? For example, when you have the gift of faith at work. I'm just talking about, just use that example. When the gift of faith is, it's almost like you have faith that you can do anything. is an ability that springs yeah, something that springs from the from the from your within, from your spirit, you know that there's something there. So maybe when that is not there, but you want to use faith, must be anchored to something, a word, or an understanding. Are you seeing those things? Faith is that's why sometimes maybe. Uh, I don't know if you've heard when can I take you to teach about healing and stuff or faith. You hear how to increase your faith. Or you hear if you go and listen to tapes or keep reading the word. What, what, what they are trying to teach is okay, keep reading the word until the word land inside you. So they are trying to get you to read the word. Keep reading it, keep it until that word stand inside you as a substance. When it's standing inside of a surface, you can then use that faith. And we know that faith is the, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See that word, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, will be standing inside of you to use faith. Right? Because when you, are, when you have faith, you know you have a substance, you have an evidence that is not seen. You understand? 
when you have faith. Whenever you have faith to do something, let's say you are afraid. Even maybe you're about to do something, you're afraid, and you say, you know what? I'll go by faith. I'll go by faith. Right? You notice that the going by faith does not necessarily stand too much when there's nothing inside of you. Yeah. Say, I'll go by faith, I'll go by faith. That one can lead to something actually standing inside of you as faith. Right? And that is why you can't just, maybe you want to heal the sick now. You just say, I'm faith, I'm sick, heal. And then you know, that. Oh, wait, nothing just happened. <laughs> What's happened? It's because there are, there are things around that area. You can't just badge it. like, to badge it into, into places that is lawful. There are all kinds of laws that you can't just badge them. That is why they will also tell you how faith comes. They will not tell you that, okay, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you see those, those things. You see that scripture is complete. So tell you, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Okay, how do I get faith? And they will not tell us that. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Nobody will ever have faith about something if there's no word that has installed faith somehow. Even in the, in the world, the people, even in the world, that where people don't believe in God and they are trying to say, I believe, I believe, I'll, I believe I'm trying to have faith about something. That belief is the residue of something. You understand? It's a residue of what sometimes it can be what okay, that what I'm trying to say, what most of us are relying on today, faith that we use, sometimes when you check it, it's actually our fathers that had it. Passed on. Why? Because that's been taught over time. It's now normal to you and me. It's normal now that you don't even have to think too much about it. There's faith, there is a word. That that thing that we all believe today is tied to a word that men have believed. Right? It's tied to it. Now realize that how can an unbeliever have faith. I can tell you that they've heard stories that put faith inside of them. Do you understand? When, when that thing was there, they may just be do, going about their day, doing whatever they are doing, not even thinking too much about it. Maybe they just heard something. And you know the thing about faith, comment by hearing is that, the thing about faith is it's not just only when you teach Bible alone that faith comes. Do you understand? Of course, it's by the word because it's tied to the word. Everywhere, anywhere that the word is misspoken. How, how? For example, if I come and I give a testimony about how I used faith, right? I've used faith for something. That, that the spirit of that can land in you hearing it, right? It is still tied to the word of God. You understand? Now, here, for example, now you are in a place and you are, here, you are hearing testimony. How they used faith, and as they, as you are hearing it, it's doing you like you yourself should go and use the faith. Ah! Is that their faith is producing faith inside of you, so that it's possible that you might now face a similar situation like them. Just remember that story. Ah! They did it. Me too. Our I believe our faith. See that testimony you've heard, or word you've heard, or something has deposited a substance somehow inside of you. Such that when you encounter a situation, you have the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You still tied to word. If you isolate men from the word of God, everybody in this world 
Christians, non-Christians, you isolate them. Okay, so Christians, you don't relate with unbelievers. You remove them. And you just leave unbelievers to live their life. Remove the word of God. Anything that has to do with, has to do with God, remove it. Where you live your life. Now you realize that before you think like this, faith, you won't find faith in anybody again. And Satan knows. That's why Satan will fight you and me. You know why? If Christians can forget faith, the world will forget faith. But if Christians don't forget faith, even unbelievers can benefit from it. They can. But God wants us to... Ah, sorry, I'm talking a lot about faith, eh? I guess it's just a, an interesting topic. But... So, the Lord, right, the Lord wants us to, to have faith. To have faith. The world needs it. The world needs it. So, we need faith. A non-believer that is having faith today, check it, that thing. When you find it, it's tied, it's tied to a word of God somewhere. Just tied, it must be. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how faith comes. So the scripture, there's a, and, and I think part of the sense that I believe I'm seeing here today is that to give us, a, to give us some kind of belief regarding the word. That when you read the word, believe it. As it is, it is there. Have faith for it. That it is, it is the way it is. <laughs> right? So they're not telling us how to please God. Right? Without faith, it is impossible. So there are things that pleases God. It's not our religion. I've journeyed back to where I started from. Let me continue from there. It's not our religion that pleases God. It is what God says pleases him that pleases him. Like faith. Like hope. Charity. Faith towards God. Right? There are things you can do to please God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was pleasing God. Right? Such that God, in the, uh, in the baptism, when John baptized Jesus, right, the Spirit came upon and said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. I am well pleased. I am well pleased. Meaning that Jesus was doing something to please God. It tells you that Jesus had faith. And Jesus was doing faith. What he was doing. So those two things I said are not the same. He had faith. He was doing faith. Right? Without doing faith, it, it, it can't please God. But there are things that can please God. Like faith towards God. That's the beginning of pleasing God. Just having faith towards God. And you now realize later, I believe in Psalm 16, it says, so that will show me the part of life, Abby. In thy presence there is fullness of joy. And then on thy right hand are what? There are pleasures forevermore. It tells you that what pleases God is on the God's right hand. When I say there are pleasures forevermore, it means there are pleasures. Because that pleasure that is on his right hand are what God considered pleasures. If any man can access that pleasure, 
learn it or do it, then that person can please God. And I will tell you that the things that pleases God are not things you assume. They are things that are revealed to you. You understand? Why? Because those things that please God are on his right hand. If it is on his right hand, it means you can't, you can't know it unless you get to the right hand. So, and the Lord has given us, so you might be wondering how I get to the last a far place. So, no, don't think too far. Why? Because they have already given you a key. They says, in thy presence, there is fullness of joy. Thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. That is tell you that there's a link between pleasure and joy and fullness and presence. Do you understand? Now, we understand that the very presence of God, that one, <laughs> if I, but you can carry, there's, there's a way the Lord does it, where they can carry the presence from there and bring it to the people. And that's the job of the Holy Ghost. When Holy Ghost is going to the presence of God to bring presence to us, He's trying to bridge the gap. But the presence will be the very, very presence of God. But will be a similitude of it. That's what you feel when you are in the spirit or you are in a spiritual atmosphere. And as you are in a spiritual atmosphere, you are feeling some level of joy. Hey! There's no way you will have Holy Ghost around you and you won't have joy. There's no way. What part of the thing you begin to experience when you are coming to fullness of joy is, is joys, all kinds of joys. Like, you know, you'll be praying in the spirit, you can learn in laughter. <laughs> you just be wondering, why? Why am I laughing? There's nothing, you just la- you're just laughing in the spirit. How many of us have prayed and, or sang and moved, or you're just thinking about God and then moving into laughter in the spirit? It has happened before. To me, I was just, I was just thinking about God and then I was just praying in the top, tongue in, and all of a sudden, I just begin to laugh in the spirit. I can just see something in the spirit, part of me, and I begin to laugh. I just begin to laugh and laugh and laugh in the spirit. And I know it's just laughter in the spirit. That laughter in the spirit is associated with joy in a way. That's not, that's not even, not alone. When I say that, it's not even alone. Why? You don't just laugh alone. You can also dance in the spirit. You can also sing in the spirit. I remember, you know, that time when you know, I would be dancing in the spirit and, and it's just, it's, that dance wells from within. Just from within. I would just be moving. It's like a wave. Just be moving in the spirit. And when I, be, and I saw it one day. There's a, there's a, there, was a, there was a day. No, I'm going to tell this story, but you know, there's somebody here that knows this story, but you just have to, you just have to tell this story. There was, there was a time we had a, we had a meeting one time like that. Uh, it's called worship experience. If you, uh, one of our brother began to dance in the spirit. As he was dancing, I knew that he's dancing in the spirit, and I can and you can smell the joy that is fountaining from the dance. So can, it's almost like you can smell the experience as he's dancing, moving. And, and I just I, myself, I was drinking from the dance because you know, it's, it's the Holy Ghost. And that's the thing about the, the Holy Ghost. 
is that it's contagious. You want more spirit, flow with people that have spirit. You like, do you like Holy Ghost? Do you like spirit? Then find those that love him. Find those that like Holy Ghost. The spirit is contagious. It's contagious. The reason why life in Christianity is not rich and sweet enough is because we just don't know some things. We just don't know some things. And sometimes we're not, we not too wise about them to know that, ah, there's a way I can do this thing now. You want more spirit? Don't just sit down in your room and be waiting for spirit alone. I mean, it can happen to you. But do you want, do, 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 do you want a quick walk? Find those that have spirit. Walk with them. Laugh with them. Be friends with them. Eh? Engage with them. Laugh. It's, find them every day. Hello? Jide, are you at home? Okay, I'm coming to see you. Eh? How far now? How you doing? Are you? Okay, I'm coming now. I just landed. Why? Spirit is contagious. In short, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a wisdom Holy Ghost use. When you, are, when you are full of the Spirit, it can spill over. Just spill over onto others. Just spill. It can keep spilling and spilling and spilling like that. So when most of us, we are looking for baptism, we are looking for uh, more Holy Ghost things, more spirits, but we are inside our house eating biscuit and drinking juice. Right? We are eating a, a, we are eating a apple and a potato and spaghetti and bis- uh, and and uh, what's that thing? Vettichini. Is it Vettichini? Ve- <laughs> it's like I made that name of it. <laughs> okay, but I know this one, linguini. <laughs> Can be Kabiti pizza and linguini and and uh, what other name? All kind of names. So me, I don't, I don't know food too much. You know, yeah, Chinese rice. We eating Chinese rice and wings. and drinking wing, eating wings and drinking zobo. Yeah. Eh? Eating zobo and ice ice cream. Mato menefina. Spirit is not there. Spirit is not there. Where God puts spirit is in himself and in men. Where you can find spirit is in God and in men. You can't find it in trees and goats. And no, you can't. You find it. Where you find it is in men. You, you have to enjoy fellowship with Matofi, Hilma, Hata. Enjoy. You have to enjoy you know, fellowshipping with brethren in the spirit. People that have spirit, that enjoy spirit. Their life is all about spirit. Spirit. The spirit. Spirit. And yes, there will be time that, you know, you have friends, what you'll be doing is just praying and praying and, and get. But there will also be time, maybe it's not even prayer, we just, there was, last summer, we just had a barbecue. After we finished, me, I know, there was just, what the spirit was just too much. Why? Because hearts, just hearts. Heart way. At home. And that allows spirit to flow. I can tell you that even in that kind of garden, if people that love spirit can pick spirit from them. Yes, sir. You're just eating burger. But the thing is that you're not eating it alone. You're eating it with people that have spirit. Hmm? 
is spirit. So if, if you want, one of the reasons why the Lord will put friends around you is to hasten your work. The Lord, the Lord will put friends, spiritual friends, full of spirit, full of ghost. The Lord can put it around you. Why? Because he wants to give you spirit to hasten your work, to pour into you. The Lord can take from them and add to you. Why? Because you are just fellowshipping. You're just, you're just, you're just fellowshipping. And that's where you now see, okay, where, where is this thing I'm talking? Where is it coming from? Iron sharpened iron. As one man would, the countenance of another. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, nine o'clock. Okay, I'll so round up. But I think this is just it today. Patofelma, Hemsi, Panama, Helma, Pasma, Hemma, Helm, Spirit. It's more spirit. Heaven wants us to be filled with the spirit. Heaven wants us to be full of spirit. More spirit and more spirit. Amen. And more spirit. Amen. Much, 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 more spirit. Much, Amen. much spirit in abundance. Flow of spirit. You know why we need to have spirit? It's to help us to find the door. Which, or it's to help us to find the gate. The only thing that can find, it's a few there be that find it. The only thing that can help you find the door or the narrow gate, the narrow way, is spirit. Without spirit, you can never find the gate or the door to the kingdom. How can you find something you are not already smelling? Part of the, the reason why the Lord will allow you to find the gate is that they already start bringing things of the kingdom near you. Why? When you first encounter Holy Ghost, you jump spirit. What's your experience like? After jamming the Holy Ghost, did you not perceive anything spiritual? Did you start smelling God in a way? <laughs> they are telling you about the world, about the place where our soul should be living from. Is from the kingdom. Our soul should be desiring at that place where God is. I want to go there. I want to be there. I want to live there. As God is there, me too. I want to come there. Amen. So we need what? Spirit. Much more spirit. Abundant spirit. Amen. So like I was saying, eh? don't be alone. Enjoy, enjoy spirit with men. Full of spirit. I'm not saying you can't be friends with people who do that are not full of God. I'm just saying, be wise. Be wise about your life. You want, see, and get playing too much. To, well, I would say, being intertwined with men that don't like Holy Ghost or don't like spirit or things spiritual. What what will you gain from it? No, I'm not okay. So I'm just saying you should not. Okay, I'm just giving you reality of things, Abby. What will you gain? You know that if you are friends with them, okay, you are friends, you greet each other, one. Either they can catch your fire, right? Or they can kill your fire. That's how it is. But if you are friends, 
with, with spiritual people. You engage with spiritual people. It makes it easy to have friends that may not be too full of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you, also, you are also connected with, with brethren that have spirit. Why? Because iron sharpened iron. And this thing, they are saying iron sharpened iron. Iron does not sharpen wood. And wood does not sharpen wood. It is iron that sharpened iron. Meaning that you want to be sharpened, look for those that are also sharpened. And then begin to fellowship. And as you are fellowshipping, you are, you are sharpening your edges. You are wetting your edges. You are making them sharper. Things you don't know, you can pick it from your spiritual brethren. Your, their iron can sharpen your iron. Your iron can sharpen their iron. You can benefit from their life. That is why you should never despise brethren life. Just, you, should, you should be looking for brethren. Brethren, where are you? My life tied to brethren. Okay, brethren, brethren, brethren. Let us fellowship. Let's talk. Let's gist. Why? Because brethrenly conversation would help your conversation. It will help your conversation to be heavenly. Not earthly. Not worldly. If, if all your friends, all they chase after is money and career and all those things, you too, you will go in that trajectory. That's just it. That's how life is. It's not, it's not anything. There's no rocket science about it. If you notice that your, your life is going in a certain trajectory, just check. Who are the people around you? True. Okay. Who am I around? Because it's who are the people around me. It's like people around you. But who am I around means that are you locking yourself up? Or do you, do you move closer to brethren? Do you move, do you desire, if you desire God, if you can see God in someone, then you should, you should be looking, how can I get closer to this person? There's God in this person, so no, 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 they have, there's something they have that I don't, I want it. Just be hanging out around them. Be gisting, hanging out, talking, discuss, sometimes discuss Bible, like I said, eat burger around them. Just, just fellowship. Engage spirit. If, if, if you remove that, you realize that whatever fire you have, it will take to, to get it to sharpen, to where it will be sharp, it will be, you'll be applying more strength. But when you're always around brethren, it's easy. You can contact spirit easily. Easy. So the Lord does not make mistake when he says that let brotherly love continue. He's not making a mistake. Now notice that. So this thing, see, this is already preparing us for the kingdom. You know why? Because this is what Paul saw. See this thing I just talked about, spirit. There's something they tied to. And we'll go to Ephesians chapter 1 quickly. We'll read it and then I'll try and bring this to an end. Amen. So we'll go to Ephesians chapter 1. <laughs> Amen. And I'll read from verse uh, 
verse 15. It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see this thing that Paul is praying for the official church for? They are the things of the kingdom. This prayer is a kingdom prayer that the Father of our Lord Jesus may give unto the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why? Because this other spirit, where the Lord typified it is in the holy place. The Lord typified the kingdom, right, by giving the tabernacle to Israel. And the Lord, there's a way the Lord told Moses to build it. So, I'm not giving us a quick, a quick background of it, but there's no way we'll talk about kingdom and we won't talk about the tabernacle. There's no way. Because what typified the kingdom, Pasma, is the tabernacle. What the Lord gave a sample to Moses. So there's no way the Lord said, now nah, nah, say, Moses, build the tabernacle, right? Then inside the tabernacle, after, okay, after tabernacle, then build the court. Then in the court, be put a gate there. Right? The gate to the court. Now that gate is the gate of the kingdom. Now say, put a gate so that people outside can look and see what is inside. So that if they are fine, they are looking for the kingdom, they are fine looking for it, they want to find it, they can look inside and see activities of the kingdom inside. Right? When they see the activity, they can desire to come there if they want. But of course, we know that there's a way the Lord separated them. But just give you a sense. They can see through the gate. In a gate, there are, there are openings which you can see through. Right? It's like, you know, our gate in Nigeria, no, when Nigerian gate, they have to be, they have to be fully, fully covered because we know what happens then. Right? <laughs> but you want to know about our gate, come here. You see, the gates here, they are not fully covered. This is how you know what a gate is really is here. Have you seen those, you go to the Wellington area or which other areas? Hmm? Sorry? Oh, our backyard here. There's a gate here. Oh, okay, okay, that's a, that's a good idea. That is not too far. Notice this gate here. It has, at the top, there's holes, which you can see through to see the compound. The gate itself, the compound, it's not even too high. You understand? That you can even see through and look inside. What's happening inside there? Maybe we're having barbecue or burger here. Somebody else can look in. That's how they have barbecue and burger here. That's how gate is. Right? You can look inside. Then, after the court, you move into the tabernacle, right? You now have the holy place and the most holy. It is in the holy place you now have the menorah, right? Which is seven lamps, which typify the seven spirit of God. And we see the prayer that Paul is praying here. He's praying in the pattern after the seven spirit, which is now praying for the Ephesians to have, Right? Now, what these visions now have before Paul can begin to pray for them is faith in the Lord Jesus and love, right, unto all the saints. Now see that, how can you have faith in the Lord and love to all the saints without fellowshipping with the saints? 
part of love towards the saint is that you like hanging out around saints. Whatever you see saint, you are happy. That is why no Christian should be alone. Right? That is why the moment somebody is born again, they must find a local church. Right? So there's what the local church appeals to right, for a believer and is a, is a provision for a believer. That is why some, a Christian should not be by themselves and be having, having, having service by themselves at home. Then only them, pastor and usher and they have service in their home. They won't go to church. I know some Christians, so I won't even call it Christians, it's not Christians. I know some saints that will be telling, they will say, I can't go, that thing has died down. Maybe, it's, maybe it has morphed to something else. I'll ask Kevin, Kevin will know. You know, if, the, <laughs> if those things have morphed to something else, you know why? Because there was a time, I don't know, it was, it was a wave. Everybody on social media shouts, you don't need to go, you don't need to go to church, you know. You can worship God in your room. Oh, for where? Worship God in your room. Satan will kill you there. Why? How do you know that? How do you know that the thought that is coming to you is God? That you think you by yourself, or you know you have all the wisdom to know everything about God, and you have having service. Okay, yes, I have the spirit of God. And you also have spirits that are around you that are not of God. That want to culture you into something else. So a believer should not be alone. Must be around, around brethren. Must fall in love with brethren. Brethren that have spirit. Brethren that have spirit. I mean, you can be friends with all brethren, but be wise. Look for those that have spirit. So you have spirit. Huh? Let me come near you. Why? So you can tap from their spirit. You can, you can, you can tap into what they have. If you, if you, if you notice somebody you have spirit, ah. Be their friend. See, that one you are allowed yes, eh, to walk yourself to be their friend. Yes, sir. Say, ah, that person has you have wow. spirit. Hmm. A, a potential friend. You must you must love spirit. Find your friend. This one is is, is little, little wisdom God gave us as we are growing up. When I started growing in the spirit, the Lord tied me to somebody that has spirit. I was not I was not alone. I was not. I was not alone. I could have been alone, but the Lord had mercy on me. That somebody has gone ahead of me. They had spirit. I can't even tell you, is even, even by their spirit. I was able to contact spirit. When the Lord began to move me, the Lord was moving me. Right? Which I can just sit there in my house and say, there's something going on. Only God is upon me. But no. <laughs> God connected me. And I knew he had spirit. Wow. So it's clear. And he just told me, do you want, do you want more of God? I said, yes. He said, yes. He said, go and listen to that tape. Please, ask me, if, if I'm not close or friends with him. We all know who I'm talking about, man, Pastor Jeff. If I did not, if I did, if God, if I'm not his friend, I'm not around him. Because you know, we we used to hang out, study in school, play together, hang out in church. After church service, go to his house. You know, we just hang out. Everything. If I was not around like that, we are just hanging. How will he come and give me wisdom? Do you want more of God? Go and listen to that tape. And the moment I listen to the tape. Me, I know, I know. As I finished listening to the tape, 
Spirit was upon me. Spirit was poured upon me. The spirit was poured so much that after I slept, I dreamt that spirit was poured upon me. It was like, from the natural, I went to sleep, the thing continued. Spirit, it was poured. And when I woke up, I knew I was not the same. Right from listening to the tape, it was as if something just flipped in my mind. It's like something was just opened up. It's like a gate was just opened. The way I, I don't used to think, I was thinking, I began to think that way. Ah, so this is what I needed to understand the Bible. Everything that was boring about Scripture came alive. No one I used to, I used to struggle to read my Bible. This one I don't struggle anymore. Why? Because the Bible was sweet. I just want to read it. Why? Because I know the Spirit there. The spirit was upon me. I was like, no, 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 no. I can't just, let me just read. And I know how I contacted it. It is by, by, it is by listening to the message, title Bible, and I know that I can go back. Ah, I know where this thing is. It's inside Bible. And then, ah, the moment that happened, I gave, I gave my brother a call. Amen, I know, I now know Bible. So this is what all these things meant. I was explaining, I was explaining. He said, ah, you have entered. It was just, just something he just mentioned it like that. You know, perhaps that time I just maybe didn't think, would think too much about it. But later it made sense. Say, ah, you have entered. Because he knew that, no, 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 I've seen it. There's something I'm seeing about Bible, about God. There's a light I'm seeing. And I contacted that by spirit. Just spirit and spirit and spirit. Just spirit being poured. Poured. Imagine, I contacted spirit by listening to message. So, so these recordings, they are not ordinary. There's a spirit behind them. Things you listen to, they are not ordinary. So when you are, maybe you are listening to a message, don't listen to it like just you want to pass time and just maybe have an archive of things. Have, when you are listening to a message, have something in your mind. I want to grow spiritually. Meaning that you must give heed to spiritual growth. Spiritual growth must be must be burning in your heart. Like we're watching a super book recently. You know, where a story of his Jeremiah says, say, say, don't say this thing again. Say no, I cannot, but say, say they are these are like fire in my bones. Meaning they are burning inside of him. They are, they're like, you know, you know what fire is inside bone looks like? Can you just think about what does fire fire in bone? What does what does it, what does it smell like? What does it hear? This, you know, fire inside bone is something you can't reach, but it's burning. You even want to stop it, you can't. Fire. It's just, it will be burning in you. Burning, burning, burning. You can contact spirit. You can contact Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit. You can contact him and begin to fellowship in the world. Bible became sweet. Too sweet. The word of God began to open up to me. The realm of the spirit became it became sweet, easy. You know that time I used to I used to pray in tongues. I used to struggle. I'll be praying in tongues and I feel it is dry. So that I do what I do. Once I contacted spirit, my tongue changed. I began to pray in the spirit, and as I began to pray, in the spirit, I know that oil oil is flowing. I know that mm-mm, mm-mm, this one is different. It's different from the tongue I used to speak. 
That one is like a baby that is growing. They start with ba 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 ba. After a while, they start saying da 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 da. da. Later, they start saying daddy. They start saying mommy. They start saying other things like door, nosh, door. <laughs> they want to say no. No, that one is not even clear yet. They want to say no. They say nosh. Well, later it will be clear. It will be nose. So as we grow spiritually, the tongue may not sound too like. But keep praying in the spirit. As you are being filled with more spirit, the Lord will grow you. The Lord will kindle fire in you. And as you grow, your tongue will grow with you. Your tongues will change. Hey, Masita, the Lord wants to change your tongue. Heaven wants to change your tongue. They want to give you other tongues. It says with stammering lips and other tongues. See, the Lord wants to give you other tongues. Tongue of another world. Tongue of the kingdom. They want to grow you. They want to increase oil upon you. They want to increase spirit upon you. And make the world, the more spirit you have, the more the realm of the spirit is, is clear and clean to you. The more spirit you have, the more you want to just reside in that realm of the spirit. The more spirit you have, the more you live naturally in the spirit. Just desire more spirit. Pass me. Hell me tavaya. Hell me tovina mataya. Hell davaya. Hell davaya. Hell madavaya. Hell madavaya. Divine, divine. Divine tongue. Yes, to give you tongue. Tongue of the kingdom. Tongue of the kingdom. We want to give you tongues. Tongues of the kingdom. Yes, tongue. 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 It's growth. It's spirit. It's spirit. It's more spirit. It's more spirit. It's in more spirit. Just, just desire more spirit. More spirit. Spirit. Spirit upon spirit. Yes, it's, upon, it's coming upon you. Spirit is coming upon you. It's coming. It's coming upon you. Receive it. Receive the spirit. Receive it. You want it? Receive it. Receive spirit. Receive abundant spirit. Receive it. Receive your tongue. Take your tongue. Take it. Take it. Take spirit. Take spirit. More spirit. Increase in spirit. Oh, oh, Malata. Hevrasmina Kaya. Hevrasena. Hey. Hey, Masia. Hey, Masia. Emprata. Hey, Nama. Hey, hey, Namata. Hey, Mataka. Kanimo see. Spirit. Spirit. It is more spirit. Take it. Take it. Take spirit. Take spirit. Take spirit. Take spirit. Take spirit. Take spirit. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take spirit. 
Yes. Yes. Them Prisavina. Eprata. Yes. Renata. Spirit. More spirit. Supply. Imarda Tanima. Oh, pouring spirit. Pouring spirit. Pour. Outpour. 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 Pour. Take it. Take your spirit. Take your spirit. Take it. Take it if you want it. Take it. Take your spirit. 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 Take